0: Welcome back, Julie. We have a really great topic today and I certainly appreciate you thinking of this uh, because it's something that everyone can enthusiastically do especially this time of year. Um, And what we're focusing on today are real estate agents pop by holiday action plan ideas. And this is going to be something I think you had a lot of fun putting together, didn't you? Yes. And this
1: is something that's become somewhat of a tradition in our coaching organization. We have lots of coaching clients and the coaches themselves who have shared how this works. We're going to get to a specific pop by that 100% of you listening can do. It doesn't cost hardly any money. Everything's on sale this time of year and we're going to walk you through exactly what to do.
0: And when you and I sold real estate, we did all these things as well. Yes. But let's just be honest. We did these things as a way of showing appreciation to our, especially the most meaningful centers of influence and past clients, folks. But we also did it because we were like neurotic messes and we needed to feel like we were doing something.
1: (laughs) Stay busy, stay busy.
0: Exactly. Because this time of year, it's very difficult for uh, people that are wired like we are to actually slow down and enjoy the holidays. So we had to figure out some way You know, some busy work to create. That's true. But the funny thing is, is that, and this is important really, because this all centers around what should be your first spoke or your first source of lead generation, which is your centers of influence in past clients. And this is the perfect time of year to really show appreciation for all those folks. And not to mention, you know, showing appreciation in general is one of the best I think, uh, stress relievers and over-demand. And I'm going to show appreciation to all of you. Julie and I, uh, mostly Julie, spent a ton of time on the podcast that we did on the 2024 real estate market predictions. And the summary of all of our predictions, which we did last Friday, has gotten really high praise and a ton of downloads and listens. We certainly appreciate all your support. And if you have not listened to all those podcasts, what we did is throughout the week, you know, Monday through Thursday, is we broke each of the predictions into specific categories interest rates supply and demand and all the rest of it and that was definitely the way to go because it was able we were able to give you guys a lot more drill down information in preparation for all those you know hopefully meaningful holiday conversations you're about to have you now can speak very fluidly I think with confidence about what's going on with interest rates what's going on with uh, supply and demand what's going on with this that and the other and You know, on Friday, I think if you listen to that podcast from last Friday, you'll realize that Julie and I are incredibly optimistic that next year is going to be one of the biggest years as far as um, well, certainly comparison to 2023, but it'll be the first year and what we predict to be a long term decade run plus uh, for the real estate market. And, uh I mean, absolutely, positively, we're encouraged. And hopefully all of you are feeling that same uh, sense of, I think, excitement as we are.
1: Yes, which brings us to our topic du jour, which is the real estate agent's uh, pop-by holiday action plan. What is the number one thing that agents wish they were better at? It's connecting with past clients and people in their sphere of influence. So commit to getting out of regret for that, decide that that's not going to be you, and get into action so that you're never going to have that thought again. And that doesn't matter whether you just got licensed or you're a grizzled veteran.
0: Well, it's important to point out there that even if you have done a really poor job of keeping up with your centers of influence and past clients... Uh, it doesn't really matter. You you know that you haven't contacted them on a regular basis. Maybe, you know, you sold somebody a house three years ago and you haven't been in contact with them and your brain is just filling with all this malarkey about, well, they'll just, want, they'll just think I'm contacting them now because I'm looking for business or all these, like all these egotistical thoughts. You think they actually have been marking their days in some sort of calendar. They have some sort of, when did my real estate agent contact me last app, right? Yes,
1: X on the calendar, Bob wasn't here again.
0: Exactly. No, I assure you that they have zero clue whether you've been in contact contact with them or not. Uh, So if you've, if there's been a void of time, don't worry about it. Just make up for it now. Um, But you know, not to say that going forward, you shouldn't be contacting them on a regular basis. What We're here to express to you, hopefully you understand and internalize immediately is that they're not going to hold it against you that you have been in contact with them. That's all the head junk that's preventing you from making those contacts. So move past this urgently. And that's the reason that today's show, I think is going to be a really great, um, Stress reliever for those of you who maybe have been a little bit complacent and following up with your folks. Now remember, today's notes are there uh, down below in the show description. So just scroll below and use the notes. And we're going to stick to our notes relatively tightly today. And uh, yeah, so scroll down, uh, open, you know, obviously if it's on, if you're on YouTube, Spotify, Stitch, or any of the other podcast listing widgets where we're featured, just open up the notes and then you can read uh, all the things as Julie's and I are presenting along, uh, you know, along with us. And also remember, there's a link for you to join Premier Coaching. Hundreds of you are joining Premier Coaching. It's the next natural step, especially in this market. The fact is, is that all of you need to uh, really, I think, for you know, in many cases, retool all your skills, all your approaches the real estate business. All your assumptions about the real estate business are changing rapidly between the adaptation of uh, AI, between the, you know, really the changing expectations of the market, supply and demand, all of it. This is the time for you to focus on getting your skills right so you can make the most of what this new market has in store for you. So scroll down below and click the link to join Premier Coaching. And yes, you can join Premier Coaching now for free for the first 30 days. And yes, 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 that includes a daily semi-private coaching call let's roll in julie
1: okay so two facts first fact number one at least 10 percent of people in your database will either transact with you personally or refer friends to you each year if you only have hundred people in your contacts and every one of you listening has at least 100 people in your contacts that's still 10 transactions if you have 200 people on your list well that's 20 easy deals to you using the average commission in the country currently that's at least hundred thousand dollars worth of business if not more waiting right there for you in your contact list. However, for those numbers to work, that 10% rule to work, you must actually connect with those folks regularly.
0: Let's drill down on that. I know we're going to a lot more, but here's really what the bottom line is is the 10% rule with regards to your centers of influence and past client lists has been in place forever but it is not applied evenly. What do I mean by that? If you're in a marketplace where there's a lot of transactions, like people are you know, moving in, let's say a reload market, like Julie and I sold in what was a reload market. People would come and go over three or four years where you're going to have that 10% rule work in your benefit. But if you're in a market like where you know some of our coaching clients are, where homes rarely go for sale, you're going to have to maybe you know have expectations that it's going to not be quite 10%. So you're going to have to increase the number of people that are in your center of influence and past client list but what matters the most and what we're hoping you understand is you need to be proactive with your contacting of your centers of influence and past clients and not passive because just because you know if you have 500 people in your center of influence and past client list remember not all of you have 500 past clients so a lot of these are going to be centers of influence types and we show you how to build that list in premier coaching but let's say those 500 people don't think you're the only agent that has those same people in their you know in their center of influence and past client list in other words they're here from other people. 99.9% of other agents, if they're following up at all with centers of influence and past clients, are doing it passively. They're mailing them stuff. They're digitally emailing them or you know, messaging them stuff. They're dropping off tchotchkes. They're not making the effort to make the personal contact. The reason we want you making the personal contact is because you'll jump in the line in their minds who their go-to real estate professional is. Make the personal contact. Please, especially this time of year, do not be lazy. You will be shocked how, uh, frankly, easy the conversations are this time of year, how happy many of them are going to be uh, to hear from you, and how much business you'll get from that over the next, you know, certainly 12 months, but maybe uh, right away as well.
1: Very important. I'm glad that you brought that up. It is about actual contact because the fact is how you start next year will determine if you're successful or struggling for the remainder of the year. First quarter is the best predictor of how things will go for you, so take control today. And I know we're not in first quarter yet, so take the next two weeks to actually speak with the maximum number of people in your database with the inexpensive pop by we're about to show you. It's a fun way to prospect without feeling like you're prospecting. The best news is that this has been proven by our coaching clients to actually generate immediate business. I have many, many, many stories about that.
0: Prospecting and uh, Harris speak is the same as proactive lead generation. We call it proactive lead generation because so many of you recoil at the idea of prospecting. So we've sort of given, softened the edges and call exactly. it proactive it's lead code. generation. So Julie just basically uh, pulled the curtain back. It. So what we actually are doing is we're tricking you into prospecting, but if again, that causes you some sort of emotional reaction in a negative way, then let's just switch it right back to the nice, soft and cuddly, proactively generation. There you
1: go. (laughs) Thank you for softening the blow. Yes. Okay. So what is this project? It is lovingly known by our coaching clients and our coaches as the Wrapping Paper Project here's what you'll need. And by the way, all of it is really, really on sale right now at lots of different places. You can go to party supply stores. You can go to craft stores.
0: You can order stuff online. You can order too. it online. Yeah.
1: It's There's no excuse because it's not expensive. Okay. So a minimum, again, we're going to spend at least the next two weeks on this, 50 rolls of wrapping paper, 50 candy canes, curling ribbon. That's just inexpensive wrapping ribbon, a hole punch, your business card or a postcard-sized card that you can easily make on your own printer, and a holiday wish and call to action on the card.
0: Here's what I'm saying, Julie. Somebody with little kids who've just worked out of this big assembly line producing these. Oh, yeah. Kind of like Santa with his elves. For
1: sure. All right,
0: so this is now a family project. You do hundreds of these
1: if you wanted to. (laughs) Exactly.
0: This is now a family project. You know I'm surprised because we've been talking about this. Uh, you know, every holiday season, really, because it's such a good idea. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised no one has come up with a product where they haven't already created this and they just sell it to realtors for like $15. You know, they would buy them.
1: But that's probably underway somewhere. Yeah, exactly.
0: Somebody's taking that yeah. idea right now. Well, it's theirs to have.
1: I know. And I've seen a lot of uh, posts on our Facebook page that's just for our coaching clients, where it's a picture of the agent opening their closet door with the big reveal from what was left over from last year when they bought like 300 of these. Yeah. And they got, you know, a couple hundred out and they, they kept them because they got a good deal.
0: Well, what's your hard cost and all that? Just so we can put numbers to this. I mean, 50 rolls. I mean, honestly, 50 bucks or less. Total. Total. Yeah, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. Because wrapping paper usually like, I don't know. Three dollars a roll, half price now. You can well, get it in bulk if you want to. Some places.
0: Let's double it. Let's call it a hundred dollars. So you're yeah. looking at two dollars per center of influence and past client that when you pop by and give them the gift. But I don't exactly. want to. I don't want to. Uh...
1: I mean, you could. It's probably less. But yes, you're you're going to have virtually nothing in this. Yep. Okay. So here's the sample message. This is one of. There's many versions of this, but to, this is the short one to
0: write on a postcard, right? So mm-hmm. in case they aren't home, but you want to do your best to knock on the door when they're home, which is going to be Saturday morning. Or you know, really, frankly, the week of Christmas, go out of your way and make sure you're contacting them when you know they're home. Don't be some sort of lazy agent. Okay, I'm. Yes, I know. No, I have a story from that. From, okay, from go last ahead. year. Okay, yeah. so
1: I had somebody text me. Uh, was I don't know. I think it was a podcast listener, not a coaching client, because we would have already taken care of this. But and uh, she said, well, I delivered a hundred wrapping paper rolls, but I don't have any business yet. So I called her and I'm like, so tell me how it went. What was your plan? She goes, well. I drove past every house and my teenager flung them onto the porch. Awesome. I'm like, dude, you know, you're not delivering newspapers. You're the point, you've missed the point. You're supposed to actually make contact. Flinging is not contact, right? Well,
0: when you and I were delivering, like our very, very best centers of influence and in past clients, especially when we lived in New Albany, our top one, 20. Our top 20. Well, we ended up doing more than that. Right. But what we went, we went to the local wine store and we bought them a okay. nice bottle of wine. And We did spend money on this. In a
1: wine bag. And in a intent. wine
0: bag. And we, you know, put them in the back of our car and, you know, every, for like four weeks, four Saturdays and four Sundays prior. And we'd go knock on their door. If they weren't there, we weren't going to leave the wine. And what we found was we had to go relatively early in the morning on Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. And they'd all answer the door, obviously, in their pajamas or whatever. And they're so appreciative of the fact that we're- They invite we
1: us in. We'd have conversations. They'd show us what they had done to the house since they closed on it.
0: Unfortunately, none of them offered us any of the wine Saturday morning. That would have made the rest of the deliveries easier. But <laughs> right? you get the idea. I know. Exactly.
1: So the point, listeners, is to actually make contact. We'll talk about that more in a second. So your sample message on your card, because realistically you will be dropping some of these off and not making contact, but either way, even if you hand it to them, here's the sample message. Friends don't let friends get wrapped up with the wrong realtor. Call me today to unwrap a plan for buying or selling this year. And of course, include your phone number and your email address. You're going to attach the candy cane to the top of the roll. Hole punch your message and wrap it using the curling ribbon. Make it look nice. Okay, drop off and speak to any or all of the following people. You want to make a list so that you're hitting as many folks as you can. Past clients, people in your sphere of influence, your professional sphere of influence, that's like your title agent, maybe your transaction coordinator, your mortgage people, open house attendees, new build people, meetups and parties. So you can see... This is one type, one pop-by with multiple uses. So say you're having an open house this weekend. Everybody that goes to your open house gets one of these rolling paper, uh, wrapping paper rolls. Okay.
0: What do you think about going, if someone's going to, like you and I are going to a ton of holiday parties. Oh, yeah. um, What do you think about agents showing up with these already there ready to hand out at parties? What do you think about that?
1: I think it's fine. I think, you know, use your judgment what kind of party it is and how familiar you are. But you can certainly do that. You
0: should probably have ten or twenty of these in the trunk of your car. It's probably not personal enough though, don't you think? If you're just walking in with a bunch of them and handing them out like they're
1: Well, let's let's say it's like your Chamber of Commerce meeting that you've been networking at. I think that's fine. Just use your judgment. If they're kind of a cold meetup, maybe your first time there, maybe that's a little too much. But you can certainly go visit your new-build salespeople, right? This is one of the things that Coach Rochelle does. And she trades the new-build salespeople. They'll give her a whole bunch of mugs. She'll then put a bunch of candy in those and turn them into another Popeye.
0: Coach Rochelle works for us. She's one of our Harris-certified coaches. So as far as this goes, though, the real intent is to have a meaningful conversation. And what a better way to use the Ford script, Julie Harris.
1: Good segue. Okay, so use your Ford script. That stands for talking about family, occupation, you know what you do for a living, recreation, and dreams. At the door and speak with as many people as you can. Make sure you talk about real estate and be positive. Step away from any negative headlines. We have stuffed your brains full. Tim, you talked about it at the top of the podcast. All of last week was predictions for 2024 and 90% of it. positive. You have talking points, keep it positive.
0: So the Ford script, the essence of it is, is so that let's just say you're the most introverted introvert that there ever was. And you don't like having conversations with people because it makes you massively insecure, whatever your head garbage is about your ability to communicate with other people. The Ford script is essentially the reminder to you, the hack for you on how to have meaningful conversations. And if you're, if you really think about this, what you're fearful of as an introvert is talking about yourself a lot of times or being asked questions you don't know the answers to. So the way to avoid those, I think, maybe uh, you know, uh, times where you're going to feel uncomfortable is always focus the conversation on the person you're talking to. That's the main thing. Even if they ask you, how's the market? How's this? How's the other thing? And for the sake of what we're asking you to do for this project, uh, do pivot the conversation. Oh, the market's been great. You just have to you know, have an answer. Use our notes from last week so you can actually sprinkle some facts on them. But do not focus the whole entire conversation on anything other than them. And like one of the uh, questions I ask all the time when I run into somebody, uh, Julie's actually masterful at the Ford thing. You know, I hear her when we're out and about. She'll just start it. I think it's a lot of times it's easier uh, when you have a connection with uh, another person like a, a mom with kids or something like sure. that because you can always lean into the kid conversation yeah. one of my favorite questions is what's the best thing that happened to you since the last time I saw you that's a great question right and that basically they're like huh and they're like you know
1: you th- use that all the time when we're out and about on our walks and at the gym and it always gets a really great reaction whether it's from a guy friend or a couple that we're talking to because it, it causes them to pause and it also makes you different because think about how often you ever get that question.
0: Yeah. Well never. And it also makes it so that you and I don't end up having to talk about ourselves and exactly. we could just basically, you know, uh, Rain praise on whatever it is that they're most proud of having, you know, whatever the coolest thing that happened since. Or they'll go like, well, when was the last time I saw you? Well, and then what you have to do is throw in there, well, let's just say the last six months. What are the, you know, what's the coolest thing that happened or the three things that are, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And they will be happy to tell you. But here's what happens is you now become somebody who showed sincere interest in something they actually really had a lot of, you know, passion for, obviously. Maybe they climbed some mountain or maybe they accomplished some goal or maybe they lost 15 pounds or whatever. And the other thing, if you sprinkle in with that, is always be generous with the compliments. Yes, that's uh, find something like people, even men, will wear things, you know, watches and things of that nature, and just go out of your way to always compliment. Always something nice to say, right? And then, what is the takeaway? I ran into Julie today, and I don't remember what we talked about. I remember she made me feel really good. Yeah, the conversation only was for three or five minutes, but I felt great having talked to her. So the next time, you know, there's a group going on, uh, you know, group party or gathering, if that person sees Julie, they're going to naturally be magnetized to go talk to her because the last time they talked to her, she made them feel good. You guys get it?
1: That's right. That's, and, yeah. that's the
0: Genesee qual that all of you want to have. You, you want to be that person that attracts people to you, the way you be that person that attracts people to you is never talk about yourself. Pay attention to how frequently you use the personal pronouns I. People do not care about their fa- – everyone's favorite topic is themselves. So if you make your favorite topic the person you're talking to, what you've done is you've moved yourself, uh, elevated yourself in their minds far more than if you just spent a bunch of money on branding or marketing or Facebook pages or Instagram, this and the other thing. That's right. You have actually personally connected to them and they will remember that feeling that you gave them forever.
1: That's very well put. And I think you just gave them, whether they realized it or not, I just have to point this out, you just gave them some great script, right? What's a script? It's just a question. So when you run into somebody, ask them what's the best thing that they did or saw since you last spoke with them, right? Help them think about that, focus on them. Um, you you know, one of the things for the, a little bit more familiar is think about their social media. You know, there's there's a couple of like when I run into a friend at school, I have like nicknames like my friend Katie is my travel muse. She goes on the most amazing vacation. I always tell her, hey, you know what? You're the reason that I'm more adventurous because I cannot believe some of the stuff you do. Tell me what was the best thing. You saw at least ten countries last summer. What was your favorite? Yeah, right? and
0: I know who you're talking about. And their travel—it's uh, insane. We never, ever would do the travel that they've I, done. No,
1: but I like you know
0: we are an travel, armchair,
1: you know, enthusiasts. Yeah,
0: but I'm not going to India and learning how to no, ride an elephant as I go and pick up bananas Just off maybe the maybe you know, and wheelhouse. battle monkeys off a tall tree no, or. whatever. And-
1: and by, exactly. And by the same token, you know, I have a friend, Melissa. I call her my sporty friend and I, mean, I run into
0: her. And, monkeys can be real assholes. Well, I mean, they can. I mean, I'd
1: better just see that online than yeah, maybe not well, in I person. Mean, they
0: did just that. So, this, yeah, I get what you're saying. I but, know.
1: So that's for your more familiar friends is, you know, again, focusing it on them, make it all about them. Okay. Should we
0: tell our monkey story just as an aside?
1: Remind me which one.
0: Our center of of influence, they'll appreciate it. Go ahead. It's a holiday. You're
1: right about monkeys, yeah. It's a holiday. And you always pester me like... Maybe it's a threat that you're, you want a pet monkey, and I always remind you of this story.
0: All right, so here's our holiday story, something to lighten the mood a little bit. You guys will appreciate this. We had a great center of influence. Uh, we had a past client who became a great referral source for us, even after we stopped selling real estate. Who Start, we are Ke-
1: still friends to this day with. Yeah,
0: Kevin. And yeah. so Kevin was uh, worked at the Columbus Zoo, and he was in charge of the big uh, apes. I forget what his exact scientific title was, but he has some PhD, and yeah. I don't even know what it was. Anyway, so he would always. He's a zoo guy, yeah. Yeah. So he would always um, smell funny. And I'm just keeping it real. <laughs> I mean, not always, but pretty much every time we'd see him, he smelled a little bit like, I don't know what the word might be. Oh, yeah, I do, poop. Okay. Now, I'm not making this up, guys. All right. So we would, we would uh, you know, meeting over at their house to sign documents or, you know, whatever, whatever. And then he would come home late. He was always in a terrible mood and always smelled terrible. And we figured, well, that's just Kevin. He just stinks. Well, he was, by the way, we can, we originally got that relationship because he was a for sale by owner Yes, and he was one of these people that just had it out for everyone, especially real estate agents. He
1: was tough. Yeah, you,
0: you all will understand where his bad attitude comes from this in a second when I give you the punchline. <laughs> okay. All right. So we got, yeah, he was really tough. And by the way, again, the, some of the toughest clients you ever have will be the best sources of centers of, infl- you know, best referral sources for you yep. forever and ever. So yeah, that was our history with this guy. So f- probably for about 60 to, you know, maybe 90 days, we would always pop over and we, you know, it was in our market. So it wasn't difficult for us to check on their brochure box or, you know, Julie and I would do it personally because it was right on our, in our stomping ground. Um, yeah. And we'd run to his wife who was always incredibly nice. She had to make yes. up for him basically. Mm-hmm. So the house goes and closes and you know, we, everything's fine. They ended up buying this really nice house. Uh, there's a lot of other missing details I'm giving you yeah. that are equally as funny, but not as much as this one. And then finally they told us, like he like Kevin is so happy that he's no longer working with the apes anymore he's now working with the birds and hell, he's so much happier he's not working with the apes. And then they tell us this hilarious story. And he, I'm telling you, when we met with him, A, he didn't stink. I mean, after the closing. After the closing and after he was becoming, working with the <laughs> bird. And he seemed bird. happier. And he seemed happier. He was chill. They are giving us a nice glass of wine or whatever it was. And we are sitting with him at their nice house. They were super happy. And then he starts telling us the story about this particular ape that did not like Kevin. And this ape was this big. We're talking not monkey or orangutan, gorilla type, right? Gorilla, yeah. Yeah. So Columbus is famous for Columbus has a famous zoo, but the gorilla, the gorillas they have are just spectacular. Just. Absolutely spectacular. Well, there was this one gorilla in particular that had sort of an interest in Kevin, not like y'all are thinking, get your minds out of the gorilla gutter, but an interest in that he liked to throw his poo on Kevin. So Kevin could not miss, but walking past this gorilla's cage, and let's call it what it is. And what the gorilla would do is the gorilla would act like he wasn't interested. Like, oh, I'm just sitting here sunning my belly, or I'm just playing with another gorilla or whatever it was. But it must have smelled Kevin. Obviously, Kevin had a distinct they smell recognize. at this point. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, it's the, the, Kevin would walk by, whether it was inside where they would keep them at night, or whether it was outside. And the gorilla would pick up the biggest pile of poo and wing it at Kevin. And Kevin had to be in this environment because that was his job on a regular basis. So his whole life was focused on avoiding the... You got to remember, this is a gorilla. Think of how big their arms are. So that dude knows how to throw a speedball of poo. Yeah. And so Kevin Apparently (laughs)
1: had pretty good aim too. And so
0: Kevin was getting nailed with piles of poo on a regular basis. Thus his bad attitude. Thus the reason he was a difficult real estate client. But over time, you know, he obviously became a really great source of business for us. Hopefully that made all of you laugh. Yeah.
1: So the next time you think that real estate is tough, think about Kevin. Yeah. The gorilla enclosure. At least
0: you're nasty clients don't throw poo on you at least we hope they don't
1: exactly (laughs) so yes it could be worse yes kevin was agricultural for a while yes he was okay so back to our wrapping paper project all right so your job is to contact 50 people before christmas eve ideally more is fine map it out use google maps be efficient about it okay So for more samples of what's working, you can sign up for premier Coaching because we have lots of posts. For example, from coaching client Beth Zulo, Zulo, who is in Delaware, Beth uses the Wrapping Paper Project with a message about her eXp Instant Offer programs. So she's got a, a little holiday message, and then she says, by the way, did you know about our instant offer program? That will well, make her phone ring. That
0: right? is a great way. Well, I mean, there's mm-hmm. buy or sell with me, adopt a pet for free. Sure. I mean, we again, these are all things you learn about from, um, you know, Premier Coaching. You could even include – I like Beth's idea. You could even include something in there about, you know, your guaranteed home sale program. Yes. You know – that kind of thing. So that's a great, but you know, honestly, I think as long as you're giving it to somebody and not leaving it at the door, you don't have to be that uh, salesy with your approach because this is about connecting with people, connecting with them in a meaningful way. So don't go into the, you know, don't Don't go overdo it. Don't overdo it. Really. If you're handing it to somebody, you're giving them praise. You're saying, you know, I was driving by, I was thinking of you Happy holidays. Oh, by the way, so for those of you who are thinking, you know, you're kind of confused in your head what Christmas is as far as being religious or spiritual or, you know, some of you guys aren't religious, and that's fine, right? That's your decision. But the moral of the story is you can still do this, even if you're like, Julie and I did this. We had probably, especially when we were in New Albany, 50% of our clients weren't Christians. They're, no. they're Jewish. And we'd still do this. You just change the nature of the wrapping paper. You can
1: use snowflakes. You can use snowmen. You can, you know, adjust accordingly. You know your past clients in your sphere.
0: So any and if you're in a super, super duper, like, you know, liberal environment where people sort of are very on edge about any sort of, you know, religious iconography or whatever, then, you know, don't use that as an excuse not to actually show appreciation. If you modify the wrapping paper to be... Uh, something else that you want to give them, do it. Um, but the point is, is the direct contacts. The big takeaway yeah. from today's podcast is having those direct, meaningful contacts. You're not just dropping them off on people's doorsteps. You're knocking on the door when you're there. You're looking them in the eyeball. You know, you're going to have 99% of those people are going to be so appreciative of the fact that's that right. you thought of them. It's the holidays. People feel, uh, at least most people, feel obligated to be cheerful.
1: Well, that's <laughs> right. And we have had some coaching clients post their examples. They turn it into a gift bag. Some people just do hot chocolate and marshmallows.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know,
1: you can you just use your best judgment. So, uh, for example, from coaching client Gin- Ginny Lee, who lives in Houston and sells in Houston, Ginny has been delivering her wrapping paper rolls all month with a simple happy holidays and happy new year message, uh, plus her QR code with a call to action. She uses that. And then from Coach Rochelle in Columbus, Coach Rochelle's using her wrapping paper deliveries to connect or reconnect with new build reps and find out who she can help with their resale listings prior to closing on their new homes. So here's the question, who in your database? Remember, the point of this is, as Tim said, to connect and to get that 10% rule working in your favor going into 2024.
0: Now, remember, there's different levels of your centers of influence and in past clients. So those have actually sent you a su- successful referral. But then there's the people that tried to send you a referral or they sent you a referral, but for whatever reason, it didn't work out and then there's everybody else you're going to have to go through. If you have these really ridiculously large lists, yeah. if some of you have taken, you know, frankly, made a mistake creating these large lists that all you do is email them things. Uh, the What we're talking about are the core people in your list. The yes. people like how. Do, so, Tim, how do I know which ones are in my core people? If I were to call them up and I were at your centers of influence and past clients, the so people in your list, if I were to call them up. And ask them if they know who you are. Those are the people that you want to have, uh, that you want to be focusing on for that. An exercise like this, or if you're going to have some big holiday party, let's say, who are the people you're absolutely positively going to invite. Remember, even if you're new in real estate, this still works for you. Maybe you're coming out of being a teacher, or maybe you were selling insurance before, or maybe you're a retired airline pilot, or you're a retired Navy SEAL. doesn't matter. You're going to have people that you need to show appreciation for. Yes, in the back of their mind, they're going to know you sell real estate. Who cares? You're still showing appreciation for them.
1: Well, that's right. I have to use the example of John Solomon, who's in Florida, one of our elite coaching clients. He used to be a professional chef. Okay. So his database is full of chef clients. He's turning those into real estate clients. He's doing a killer job of that. I always tease him that he's got like the most amazing center of influence. They all love him. Part of that is because he talks to them all the time.
0: Pop quiz. Are there more uh, millionaire NFL football, ex-NFL retired football players or more millionaire chefs? You have five seconds. I think chefs. Yeah, that's right. There's more millionaire chefs than there are retired NFL football players. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. Yeah.
1: Okay, so here's the question, listeners. Who in your database is becoming an empty nester? Who's having a new baby? Who's getting relocated? Who wants to build a new home? Who wants better school districts for their kids? Who's a first-time buyer or has first-time buyer kids ready to pounce on the new inventory and lower rates? Who's an investor? Find out by using the Wrapping Paper Project to connect in-person ASAP. These should be your next transactions or... If you forget all of the, what you, we just talked about, there'll be somebody else's transactions.
0: Exactly. And remember the notes for today's show are down below. You know, I had a little tail end idea. Bonus, sure. bonus. What if you were to deliver all of this and you were to include some sort of gift certificate for a free CMA?
1: Perfect idea.
0: Exactly. What's your home worth in this market? That kind of thing. I think a lot of people, I don't think you'd have that great of a take rate, but what you'd find is people saved it.
1: Yes, that's Or right.
0: gift it, re-gift it, right?
1: You should, you know, a little message, give this to a friend. Right. Well make,
0: make it so that it looks like a certificate, an actual sort of, you know, yeah. something of value. Um, and then like well, yeah, make it so that they can re gift it. If That's don't, a great idea. Yeah. So well, we'll see. They'll they'll we'll let see. us know. Well,
1: I mean, look at it this way. Here's how I, I always have to remind myself because you know, the average sale price is so much higher even than it was three or four years ago. How many times do you need it to work out? Exactly. One listing a month?
0: I know it's crazy. That's worth a
1: hundred thousand dollars in commission.
0: It is nuts. Isn't That's it? based
1: on the average commission. And some of you guys listening have doubled the average. I mean, the average um, the average sale price is currently running about four hundred twelve thousand. Some of you, your entry level into your market, especially our coastal and I'm thinking Manhattan, maybe Miami, your entry is more closer to a million.
0: I have to say this as well, based on the research that Jules and I did in preparation for our twenty twenty four real estate predictions. I can tell you for sure that there's zero doubt in our minds that the transactional volume will increase by maybe it's 30 or 30 to 40% next year, especially if you include new construction, You're, you're going to run into a ton of people who are going to, um, you know, say, well, I'm not interested in buying or selling or whatever, whatever. But as soon as the rates go down, as soon as inventory pops up, their, uh, their focus on selling or moving up or moving down could change inside 24 hours. So you're going to have to be ready and urgent, especially leading into the new market.
1: Yes. And I have to say that I've heard this too many times. Some of you are weird about making these direct contacts because you have convinced yourself that the entire world is sitting on low interest rate mortgages and will never move again as long as they live. Two things I have to point out about that. Number one is only 50% of who you're thinking about even has a mortgage. And number two, this is straight from the mouths of coaching clients. You are right that some people will, will not sell those homes with low rates, but because the low rates are there and their payment is so low, what are they doing? They're keeping it, And buying anyway.
0: Well, but here's what will happen. They'll be reluctant landlords. They'll rent it or whatever. They'll keep it to rent it. They'll keep it as a rental for a year. For a while. They'll realize being a landlord sucks and then they'll sell it.
1: Especially in the higher range. So I bring up uh, Federico in um, LA. He just had a conversation with somebody who has a, get this, 1.9% fixed rate. Okay. But here's the thing. Her condo, I think, is like uh, north of 2 million. So how is that rental going to work out going into the future? Maybe she'll be okay. Maybe she won't. The point is that he's talking to her about what she's going to buy next.
0: She should definitely keep that.
1: Well, that's hard to argue. That's that's literally free money. Yeah, but the point is how many people would not have bothered because they've convinced themselves that that person is not going to be transactional because they've got that low rate. Well, we're, we do have a whole new class of reluctant landlords who are going to keep their property. They didn't think about that before when they had a higher rate.
0: Whenever anyone says, well, there's all these people locked into their homes because of the low rates, those are people that don't know crap about real estate. Because the fact oh. is, is there are, you know, there were what, 3.6 million resale transactions that happened in 2023, which was the worst market in 40 right. years mm-hmm. aside from 2009. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, those are all people that probably had super low interest rates because people, uh we'll always buy and sell no matter what their rate is or no matter what's going on in the world. Because that's the nature of humans, right? You need more space. You need yes. less space. You're getting relocated. you paying
1: some way or another.
0: Right. There's going to be people that are going to sell. And to say, well, those people are locked in for life for these low rates. Yeah, that's you know, that's interesting. That's an interesting perspective. And that might have been valid for the last few years as rates were lower or rates were higher and there was a lack of inventory. As soon as rates go down, there's more inventory because that is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Those people, those 3.5% rates because now they have you know four kids and they're in a two-bedroom. They're not going to give a rat's ass what the rate is.
1: Especially considering how much equity they have to put down. They could buy the rate down on the next one. Okay, you okay? guys get it? So don't be stuck in one thought loop that that's what you're hanging your hat on, because that's not what's going to happen. If you continue to think that way, you will not be transactional next year.
0: We our we're, we're facting you again, so make sure you have these conversations <laughs> yeah. at the ready. Remember, we did a whole week's worth of podcasts on uh, our 2024 predictions. Go back and listen to all of those. And yeah, guys, thank you for keeping this number one listened to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. Jules and I are going to be doing live podcasts, uh, same day podcasts up until the week of Christmas. Then we might take two weeks off. We haven't decided yet. But do consider joining Premier Coaching. It's the next natural step for all of you. Some of you are rolling into 2024 and you have no plan. You have no direction. That's the reason that you should all be joining Premier Coaching right now. Just go to premiercoaching.com or scroll down in our show notes and click the link to join. In the meantime, have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.